0: Hey, what it do, what the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holler at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown if you're looking for me on all things social media.
1: I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. We appreciate you guys tapping in with us, man. We're in the middle of the summer; it's hot outside. I got a hoodie on. Still, hoodie on it's Funky. 100 degrees. <laughs> Welcome to the big show, baby. It's the On Deck TV podcast. How you feeling? Hey, I feel great, man. We're back in the saddle, as you can see. Yeah, you like it a lot better here. It's I nice. do. Yeah, I do. I too. like
0: I like the crib too, but I just I like getting out the house. Sometimes, yeah,
1: sometimes it's convenient. Sometimes you just throw on little, you know, HBCU t-shirts and hoodies and. And represent, man, we got a dope show today, man. But I'll let you get into that.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, touching on a couple of things, man. We want to talk about the sleeper that dropped over the weekend, that IDK album. We're also going to talk about our guy BG getting denied parole. And we speak with the former president of Rock Nation. Again, the former president of Rock Nation, Benny Pugh about his time with Roc Nation, his time as an executive, what it is that makes a superstar, the whole nine, everything he got going on right now. It's a very dope interview. Make sure you stay tapped in. But first. Absolutely. But first, before the oh, first. Go. go.
1: How did you, since we're doing another big interview. Okay. People always want to know a little bit behind the scenes. Chad, shout out Chad Ubre, Man, yep. that interview to me was absolutely fire. Agreed. What stood out to you about that interview?
0: About this one right here?
1: Chad's. Oh, Chad. Chad,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, shout out to Chad. I know we talked about that a little bit when we wrapped it up, but just just him having a specific goal and specific vision and him, him locking in. Absolutely. He said he he's all the way in or he's all the way out. And so that's really hard to do with all these distractions going on. So I, I, that is the biggest thing that stood out.
1: Facts. And the reason I asked. I know we did recap it a little bit there. He's had the baby boy since then. Congratulations. Hey. Seen him on IG Flex and enjoying the dad life, man. So that was really dope watching that come to fruition because he was waiting on the little baby when he was here <laughs> with us, man. So seen him on IG flexing, man. So shout out to him Man, I really enjoyed the interview, and we'll recap the Benny uh, next show.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, but let's get to these topics at hand. My guy, the Six God, Drake, was spotted out on a date, a private date. Not at a restaurant. He wasn't at Cheesecake Factory. He was at Dodger Stadium. Mm. Dodger Stadium. He rented out the entire stadium, was on a date with a young lady. A lot of people are calling this certified lover boy promo. My question, was this cheap promo or was this just Drake doing Drake things? This
1: is the best of both worlds, to answer your question. This is Drake doing Drake things. It just so happens that Drake is so fly, his life is album promo. (laughs) We were talking about this when it first dropped in the group chat. I saw this picture and I immediately said, this is promo. You Drake stands, y'all got mad at me, y'all thought that I was dissing him, and I'm giving him the ultimate credit. Okay. This may be a regular thing for Drake. It might be. But it looks fly enough for rappers to do it, so it looked like album promo for him. I'm commending the Six God. (laughs) Like, one thing about it, you're not going to see J. Cole doing this. Like, none of his contemporaries can do this and make news. And then he knows the right person to do it with. Shout out the young lady and everything that she has going on with her son and Amir Bailey being the number one uh, recruit in his class. Yep. But Drake just know how to play it, man. And I don't think it's a bad thing to say to say, hey, this is an album promo, because it just so happens I can live my regular life and it can be album promo to you normal-ass rap niggas. <laughs> I get it. I ain't mad at Drake, neither am I dissing him, but this is definitely album promo. You're not getting a flyover from the Miami uh Reporter, You're not doing all of that if you don't expect this to be seen somewhere. But like I said, it, he's extra like that anyway. What but was he? He was in L.A., right? He was in the L.A., but the reporter <laughs> who broke the story, I think he's credited in, like in Miami or some shit. Like
0: okay, that. okay. Uh, yeah, this is – And he
1: didn't rent it out. He made a donation to the, the the Dodger Club, and he was able to have access because of his donation.
0: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we call calling it now. Donations. <laughs> These are called donations. All right, yes. fair enough. Listen. It's Drizzy season, all right? It's see, the season is upon us. We know the album is coming. It was supposed to drop earlier in the year. The pandemic jackballed all of that. It's in mixing stages. We, it's, he came out and said it's in mixing stages. We already know this is 1,000% album promo. Kudos to whoever it was that took the photo of them eating and turned it into the album cover. Fire. That shit was fire. That shit was fire. <laughs> like can't nobody do that but Drake.
1: Like, that, that's the ultimate flex. I don't even understand why niggas are trying to rebuttal this
0: and say that it's not. If I was drinking, would be like, hell yeah, I guess the young lady would be mad. Possibly. Okay. Probably, you might have blew her spot up slightly. Exactly. Uh, but, b- but it is album promo, though. It but, is. He
1: knows what he's doing. And let's be real. Like, real niggas knew what it was once he started showing up at the games. Exactly. Like, it wasn't no... Ah oh, man, my mom's super attractive and Drake is right here sitting next to her. Yeah. You know shooters are going to shoot. That's a fact. Like my mom has a restaurant in Nashville. Like she sent me a picture with Drake one time. I was slick hot. <laughs> i don't know what he said to my mama, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I just I get it as far as shooters shoot and this is just Drake being Drake, man. Like this, this dope. It's album promo uh, and it's it fire. Is. I yeah. like it. Like it no is. other team could do that. I I feel like that this is one of the, one in the few as to where he made a, a big splash off just being him. Kendrick can't do that in L. A. No, what Kendrick? Too weird. Like to, like I, Kendrick can rent out. The Dodgers Stadium and do everything the same, but one he's married and it won't look. It right. would be his wife, it and, and people just wouldn't care. Yeah, it wouldn't hit the same. Yeah, you know I'm saying like Drake is like Drake. That's true. It wouldn't hit the same. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying, and pe- like even if, like, just to take away from it, adding into her story and, and her son, like people know who this is. I think he That's got true. like a million Instagram followers. Amir yeah. Bailey do so. He's he picked it. the right one to do it with too. Like Drake. Very calculated.
0: He's shaking. Very calculated guy, man. That nigga mama's a 10. That's crazy. Absolutely. Please, let's keep it moving before I say something stupid. All right, man. So, over the
1: weekend, three times I was hit up and... All three times these people asked me, hey, Lou, did you listen to that new IDK album? And mm. I couldn't believe it because I didn't think that I'd ever heard of IDK before unless we've discussed him on this show. And I think we did with a quick hit where he was teaching the Harvard
0: class. Possibly.
1: But that being said, over the weekend, he dropped an album. And this is the best Kanye West album that I've heard in the last five years. That's nasty. When you heard that IDK, tell me what you thought Animal Brown, Kanye West,
0: Stan. Hey, you know what? This was a sleeper drop, I know, and I know you, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. You said you you're looking for something to drop, kind of like how that Tyler did, how it kind of crept up on you. Mm-hmm. This kind of fits into that category because number one, the album's fire. Facts. Like I can't big even front features. Like it,
1: it ain't no. It's it wasn't no bullshit. Yeah. It's
0: a it's a nice project. IDK is from the D.M.V. area. He used to go by JIDK. Mm-hmm. Uh, he switched it up. Now, here's the thing. You and M-Extra, shout out to y'all too. you y'all brought it to my attention that he sounds like Kanye on this album. Everybody in the world thinks I didn't like that think that until y'all said that, though. No bullshit. I didn't get Kanye vibes at all. I could
1: have walked out. Nigga, that
0: yeah, sounds just like Kanye West. I, not, let me explain. Now that y'all say that, I can't unsee it. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds exactly like Kanye West. But I knew. Here's, here's my thing, though. There's a lot of samples on there. He's mm. repeating a lot of people's bars. I, f- I felt he was doing a version of someone else. I just didn't know it was Kanye until y'all pointed it out. Mm. With that being said, the album's still fire. But this this is Kanye if he didn't have the personality. That's DK. I,
1: I give you that, <laughs> and, and that ain't a bad thing though. Nah, because that's cool. even listening to this, saying, "Hey man, you sound just like Kanye West," I didn't say I didn't think that in a bad way. I didn't right. think that oh, I'll never listen to this again. It's this just like Kanye West, and I would compare mm-hmm. it to Game. Like, when people, when game he first came out, people. absolutely, yeah. he can emulate people, but he still has a style enough to keep you engaged with him. Yeah. And I think IDK is the same thing. Like, it's really, really close to Kanye West. It's very close. And it, it, I think it would be dope if Kanye worked with him. Like, if he had somebody yeah. like that in the satellite that he could mold and you see a young star, like with today's times, but have that Kanye influence, that would be fire. But this kid's all right, man. Like, this project yeah. is all right. Like,
0: I, I was – Thoroughly impressed by it. It's the very ID well KK. put together. Absolutely. And man. I'm gonna tell you who else he sounded like though. This is what it gave me. Okay. It gave me Section 80 Kendrick, too. Mm. Go back and listen to some of them records, bro, and listen to how Kendrick sounded on Section 80. He sounds just like him. Shout out to Chris
1: Flatman. I jumped on his IG live. He actually said that this uh, IDK kid has a two or three more albums and yep. he's doing the same thing. He sounded like other people on those. Like he sounded like, uh, I can't remember who he said. I listened to his last
0: like. project, the IDK He's, and Friends. I listened to that. I listened to the last like two. He didn't jump out like... Well, but to be honest, I didn't notice who he sounded like until y'all said something, so maybe mm. I need to
1: run them last two back. I'll do that. Chris, let us know who you said that IDK sounds like, because I, like I said, I'm interested to see how far he takes this game that had a fairly success. What am I fairly? A good career. No, he had a great career. Yeah, he had a good career yeah. uh, with those same things when he came out with his first album, so
0: I, I look forward
1: to seeing what he go with. It.
0: And it's not like this is a designer trying to sound like, few. Fu- we're not saying that. It ain't Gorilla nah, dude, Black nah. trying to yeah, sound it, like that. Yeah, dude's creative,
1: and that's why it's so dope. Like you, It's almost like you listen to this you like damn I, I wish this was kanye west i wish kanye had stayed relax, on this relax and sounded relax, like this now still and relax, didn't do yeezus relax and whatever it was that came after <laughs> that i didn't pay any attention to <laughs> and that's like i say not to take away from the idk kid because he's definitely doing
0: his thing but i just wish this was kanye west you can only go so far sounding like somebody else though
2: that's your your ceiling is limited, even he, though it is a good project. versatile with it, though. That's a
0: fact. You can switch it up. But so that, I, I look forward to it. That can be a... Pro- you can have an identity crisis. Facts. Do you know what IDK stands for? I, I don't know.
1: You don't know. No, I'm, I'm saying it. that's what it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the fuck? It does stand for I don't know in some instances. The Urban Dictionary. I had it wrote down somewhere, but the internet fucked up, so... It's clearly I don't know. Nah, it's a intelligently <laughs> delivering knowledge that's,
0: that's trash like that, that's right you got to talk to idk about it man. <laughs> i have it before the end of the show oh that. man well listen before y'all go anywhere man we've got benny Pugh, former president of rock nation coming up very dope interview man he's going to tell you how he got to where he is where he's going and everything in between fire interview and it's ignorantly delivering knowledge idk skip Benny Pugh time. Let's go, Bill. We are back. It's the On Deck TV podcast. It's your man Animal Brown. I am Spike Lou checking back in. Absolutely, man. I told you we had a special guest in the building today. Uh, we've got Benny Pugh in uh on deck with us today, former president of Rock Nation, been in this game for 30 years on the executive tip seen a lot of things, seen a lot of changes in the game. We wanted to wrap with you today, man. We appreciate you being
2: in the building with us, bro. Yo, thank you so much for having me, man. I love what you guys are doing. Yeah, appreciate are real that, profe- that. Looking real professional in there, <laughs> man, you know? Hey man, uh, people here
1: at Nation, man, we gotta put the best foot forward. So we wanted to make <laughs> sure we were doing that.
2: Listen, people minimize, people minimize how far you can go, mm-hmm. you know, with presentation, right? Cause that's the first thing that people are gonna see before you even open your mouth. And what you guys know, just the aesthetics, and you know, um, A B, he got his quaff. Yo, he all the way tight, beard real. He got his beard real, like, yo, don't do, B. Don't do my ball. Yo, A B, B. got his, AB do said, ball like, way. A B, like, he looked like he wanna wrestle with Rick Ross right now with that beard. He <laughs> like, but, but more importantly, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you for having me. And um, you know. Let's get it absolutely let's get to it man now we we know man
0: 30 years plus in the game you've seen a lot of things here's what I want to talk about when it comes to executives in music right there's a couple of household name cats that a lot of people know I feel like your resume matches up to some of those cats the la reads the the uh, all of those cats that people kind of know what, what is it about Benny Pugh, whose house resume matches up with them? But, like, how, how do you how do you become as impactful? How do you make your presence felt for those who don't know who you are, but you've got the r- accolades to go along with anybody?
2: So I don't want to overstate um, my contribution in the business because there are some people that are herald, especially as black men, as being the great. And they go from uh, Barry Gordy, right? Um, you have uh, Gerald Busby. You have L.A. Reid. Um, from the executive businessman standpoint, and these are guys who have who have signed and generated millions of dollars and uh, made global superstars. Um, what I will say, you know, my contribution in the game and why I played how I played is, you know, I could I could do two things. I could be Jordan or Pippin. Mm-hmm. Right. There was no problem on leading and yo know, throw the ball and we're gonna rock and and, and dunk, or like yo, we're gonna run down and no look pass and I'm gonna score. So ultimately, um, just knowing how to play your position, when to play your position, when the ball's coming to you, that's what gets you longevity. You know, sometimes cats wanna, you know, step out and they have they don't even have their sneakers on. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't even have their sneakers on, be And they feel like, you know, it's my time. It's your time when you've actually, um, you know, have the wins and success and people in anticipation, they come in to see you, right? You're just not a support player. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've done um, over over the time is realized how to play my position, how to score, and how to lead championship teams. I know
1: that's right. Did you have a network of people that were into music or did you have something pointing you in this direction uh, starting out or like what made you turn to this and say you know what I can do my Jordan Up thing and, and take the lead in it what was the start of that
2: so early in my career and when I say my career I mean my first job was delivering newspapers um, which is something kids don't have the luxury or opportunity to do anymore um, so I would say anybody who's underage or or uh what is it called a gen z read up on what newspaper delivery was all about <laughs> right but but the practical but the practical aspect of it was it taught and trained me on how to manage you know so just think about anybody at 11 years old you know what were you doing at 11 so at 11 i was figuring out how to negotiate with adults um how to be responsible about money um how to make sure i didn't get beat or robbed um, by not only people in the streets, but also the people who collect your bread. Mm-hmm. So my negotiation skills were were what was being honed early in my life. And that's what put me on the Korean path of um, doing sales. And my background um, prior to getting into the music business was sales. Mm-hmm. So um, that was, uh, you know, the early introduction to getting into um, a rhythm once I got into the music business because I knew how to engage with folks um, I knew how to um, you know read the room mm. read body language understand when to close and that's what the music business is no different than anything else it's a business so uh, what happens uh, at times people think that the music business is some kind of anomaly like there aren't rules, <laughs> you know, there aren't profits, you know, there aren't responsibilities. There's people just rap and sing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of work and depth and knowledge that has to go into being an executive, so...
0: And I know yeah. you, say, you say sales, but that was door-to-door sales, right? That's a whole other beast.
2: Oh, no, that's an animal, man. <laughs> and that's, I mean, I've I've done... I sold cutlery door-to-door. I sold fax machines. Oh, you know, like, I've... I've uh, prior to... <laughs> Crazy, crazy stat factoid. Prior to um, engaging in music, uh, so I worked at uh, eight different companies in the music business. Prior to that, mm-hmm. I have fifty-two jobs. Fifty-two wow. jobs. Absolutely. Damn.
1: When wow. you start work, you said you started working at eleven, and from eleven, so to I'm, to I'm
2: So you like fifty-two? He lying? Nah, <laughs> you're right. So yo, I'm
1: thinking he can't hold man, the job. No, I'm
2: yo, I've, i I've done it all, man. So. Uh, when you say like, how did you get here? Uh-huh. Is how could I not be here? Mm. I've been disciplined and trained to do and see everything, um, you know, from cut grass to, you know, taking care of uh, elderly people. Uh, so in everything in the middle, you know, I sold Citibank bank products. I've done i I've, I've done a host of different things.
1: So that's a, that's a great point that you bring up. Cause that part, corporate America is uh, largely different from what you deal with in the music business. So when you're making that transition and you stopping the door-to-door stuff and you're dealing with, like you said, you started as an intern writing logistics and, and uh, expense sheets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How does that conversation change? How do you carry yourself differently? What made you know, oh, man, this is legit. I'm in the door. Like This this ain't me selling uh,
2: sewing machines door-to-door anymore. Well, the product um, was intangible, but it was tangible in the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's career in their artistry, is is the product, but also there's a physical product at the time with a you know CD, vinyl, mm-hmm. etc. Um, realizing that the ability to change people's lives from zero to twelve weeks, because think about you know what a social moment is now, um, where you can go viral in a nanosecond and become a star that process might've been 12 weeks Mm. to become a star with the same kind of mechanisms, right? All relative for the time. Mm. So to go through the system to become a superstar or have massive success, if you had, you know, obviously things got to line up, got to have talent, got music, all of that, but the system you could go through and potentially, you know, be on your way in three months. Mm -hmm. Now you literally can go that fast as far as exposure, not talent. One clip, (laughs) one clip can change the whole game.
1: You, and I let you get to in just a second. You said 12 weeks. What's the price tag on that? Like what's the price tag? If you turn in an artist from zero to nothing in 12 weeks, how much money is associated with that? If you
2: are being for real with. So different time, different economics. I mean, you know, there are stars that, that have happened for less than six figures. There's stars that have happened for seven figures, mm-hmm. less than six is a hundred thousand less, and a million plus. Right? Mm-hmm. There is no recipe on determining when and how and how much it's going to take to make you successful. Mm-hmm. So okay. ev- every every artist is different. Every situation is different. You know, um, the foundation may be the same. The system. Uh, has been defined to work different artists through and they have different levers that they can move. But ultimately the talent and the music has to stand up Mm -hmm. at the end of the day.
0: I was just about to say, can, cause part of me, I just watched this documentary on HBO. It's called fake famous. Right. Right. And it's where they did a, a social experiment on three people to make them influencers on Instagram. They just put a certain amount of dollars behind them and they said, we can turn anybody into an influencer. Was that can can I turn anybody into a a, a hip hop star with seven figures?
2: Um, you know there's I'm sure there've been people who have tried that before you <laughs> before fake famous. So, <laughs> so once again, let's think about it. um little X, no disrespect to anything, right? But it didn't cost him that when he when he when he caught fire, that's true, right? We don't know what he spent, but we know he didn't spend a million dollars. We do know that, yeah, right. Ideally, because what he had a song, right, and then he had a great campaign and being aggressive in the marketplace Mm -hmm. that caught that 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 the rubber met the road and and everything caught fire at that point. And then there are people who you don't know who've invested millions of millions of dollars, right, that you just don't know who yo, bro. They might have like five thousand streams.
1: How, and how does that conversation go with you as an exec, though? They spending millions of dollars, they ain't getting any traction. And you're the guy that's supposed to be over that getting traction and and that money going to the right places to get attraction. How does that conversation go with you and an artist that just
2: doesn't catch? Well, well, ideally, it's truth. You you have to be truthful. There's because there's no way you can get around that there's no response. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're putting in the work the, and you have a relationship with the artist, they see what you're doing. They may be unhappy with the results. But ultimately, you know what? You We got you the music. We recorded your music. We got your video. We took you to radio. We put you on the DSPs. You know, right? We've, we have put you on the road.
1: Nobody gets jiggy with the shit, though. They so. just
2: don't <laughs> like you, bro. <laughs> it's them. It's never about, ultimately, people don't want to accept um, the truth when they're not prepared to be honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. That's real. You know, especially when you're in the creative space, it's difficult because it's there's a connection, there's a value you are, you are, um, you're close to it. And, and ideally in your mind, you may believe that, um, you know, um, I've done my best and you might have done your best. It's just not translating to the masses.
0: Yeah, Are you,
1: are you surprised a lot? Like, do you see artists and you think from a professional and, and, and expertise like that, that's not going to work. And then 12 weeks later, you're like, well, he's number one on the charts. <laughs>
2: Well, it really doesn't happen like that. Okay, right? but, but, <laughs> break it right. down. But, but, but ultimately, what's, what's been able for me to be um, uh, consistent in the business is there are some things which makes you an expert that you know your gut, your heart, your professionalism, what you've seen, and you can pick those. And then there are things you have to remove yourself and understand that it can happen without you. So mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be the one that's gonna stand in the way if if you say um, I know this is the one. So I need to do everything that I need to do to make sure that it gets the opportunity, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're gonna miss some, you're gonna get some, but ultimately, you know, it's the people who decide mm-hmm. whether they're gonna respond and react. Um, not the executive. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I know you've been a part of a lot of careers, a lot of big names that we've seen work, uh, whether it's over at Dev Jam or at Epic. Was mm-hmm. there an artist that you felt really good about, but it just never really connected? And you were like, well, you know what I mean? It just, for from one reason or another, but you were a personal fan of like, <laughs> it, but it just, for whatever reason, it didn't hit. <laughs>
2: You know you wrong for that question. Right? I was. I was just about to say <laughs> I could give one. Hold he was hurt. on. you know. He was hurt hold on. By I,
0: that. I wanna get through it. I'm gonna get through the answer, but you know you wrong for that question. He was hurt by know? that, boy. You just I, wrong for that. The question hurt him. I'm just saying, you said you win some, you lose some.
2: Um so you of course. Yeah. So let's even take it back to early in my career, uh, there was a group. Uh, in Atlanta, which was the first group I actually ever ever signed, they were actually from Making a uh, Field Mob. Oh um, yeah, I got love it, Mob,
0: yeah. yeah, I signed them. Words, nice.
2: and I, and I thought they would have been far more than uh, what they actually um, ended up being. Not that they're not talented; they're super talented. But yeah, it just you know when you put it all in the gumbo, it just didn't yeah. it didn't make it the way it was supposed to. But both of them were stars. The music was tight, um, but you know, just things just don't. The stars and the moons don't line up. Yeah. Um, and you know, so for me, uh, I, I thought that they would have had, you know, a longer shelf life. Agree. Uh, hey,
0: listen, they from... got my thirteen ninety nine. That first album was crazy. Like, crazy,
2: was like, B. Yeah, it, was, it was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. But see, that's the point. That's the point.
0: Yeah. Um, I know, I know you've got big things going on right now with Dverse. We're going to get into that. You got the book on deck. I do mm-hmm. want to take it back just a little bit though. At your time at Epic and Def Jam, and you're and you're over these careers, is there a common denominator with these stars that makes them stars? What is it about them that that they're successful? And is there type any type of common thread between any uh, the people that you work with?
2: Absolutely. The people who are stars aren't stars by chance. Mm -hmm. They work really hard at it. There's a difference between people who have a little bit of talent and may have um, uh, an engine that push them, can only push them but so far, as as opposed to the artists that really have that gift, their work ethic is insane. Mm -hmm. Every single person who's on top works really, really hard at it whether you see it or not um I remember just staying consistent with this conversation like I didn't I've never seen anybody record like future in my life mm. like nobody he's he's who he is because of who he is like dude is a recording monster um that's why he's successful.
1: The universe will pay you back for your work. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. What is it, 10,000 hours? Yep, 10,000 hours, that's what we working on. (laughs) Let me ask you though, you said from that, you're leaving the music business, right? You're getting into tech, you're getting into the book world. And one of the quotes from the interviews I saw, you said there are no old black execs in the music business. I see an old white man in hip hop
2: all the time. So I want to know what's the difference and what makes you say that? I mean, I'm only stating what's obvious. So I'm not I'm not making it up. Um, you know, a lot of these companies are public. You can go read the names and figure out you the Johnsons, How many Johnson's and Smiths, right? <laughs> Yo, and at, you know, that them. at the top Williams, right? <laughs> like how many of them are there, right? In public companies. So you can see that. But I but but ideally, uh uh part of it is is that we've we've kind of lost our way in realizing what our value was um, and our contribution to music so ultimately you know the power for 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 African Americans in the music business early and current day was the independent labels Mm -hmm. the indies had the power and the indies was you know an offshoot to a lot of things they fed the majors with because you know it's a different eye and identifying talent and just raw and grit you know you can go through all of the different companies that were indie Um, and ultimately was also a breeding ground for amazing, you know, black talent. A lot of great executives came out of the independent system as well. And unfortunately for us, you know, we play the young man game like, you know, we don't never we don't never want our hair to be gray. You know, we don't never want the little belly, you know, we always, you know, we always got to be hot. We got to be current. You know, I got to be in the club, got to be be in the club. I got to be lit. So you never actually really allow yourself to season. Right. As everyone else, others do in the business. But that's only from, you know, a a social perspective. Uh, I think what's also important is that we've not allowed ourselves or we haven't had the true opportunity, one way or the other, to to learn the value of the business because mm-hmm. we're not shown we're, we're not shown a lot. You know, you only get through. It's only very few people that get through all the doors, right? Mm-hmm. So and so that's part of the reason why you know our longevity or our shelf life isn't um, as valuable because if you can only get to stage five, you know what? As you go through each level, your price goes up but you really not doing more than what you was doing a little bit more than what you was doing, but you're more expensive. <laughs> mm. So, you know what? I'm going to start with the new young boy. He's going to do the same thing and he's going to ask for less.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. He cool with it. Cause it's his shot. Yeah, and then he's going to run. The then he's going to get on the wheel as you move me off. He's going to get on the wheel and he's going to run a little bit. Right. And then he's going he to see what you saw. He's going to get He going to do, get to right where you was at and, move over, here come a new young boy, mm-hmm. as opposed to, all right, we gotta figure this out and make sure that, um, you know, we have full representation across the board um, in all things. And and ideally, you know, where we sit now, we just have to be smarter in our choices. And there's nothing wrong with corporate, there's nothing wrong with the opportunities, but, you know, ultimately the value is gonna come in, in in the ownership aspect. Um, as things are starting to, you know, um, go more independent, um, independent first. So this, this is an
1: independent hip hop entity right here as someone in the music executive field, what would be your suggestion for podcasts or growing space for an
2: independent entity like ours to move forward? Everything's about ownership, man. Don't run for the buck. So, like you guys told me, I was so impressed and thoroughly, um, thoroughly impressed in the conversation. You guys been doing podcasts before podcasts were podcasts. Facts. So, ideally, right? Think about this. And I don't know your economics, I don't know anything. Let's just stay in the hypothetical lane. If you guys had six, you started in with 2013. 13. So, if in 2015, when things started going, you sold 50% of your company. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Because you know what? Yo, that would have been enough. Both of y'all would have got, you know, somebody would have got the Ben, somebody would have got the Beamer, <laughs> right? But you lost half of it. But well, that's cool. You're still working for the half. Mm-hmm. Now, 2018 come, y'all go, guess what? I want to get a house. Because your value's going up. Y'all at 400 episodes. Right. yo. let's give up another 15%. Mm-hmm. Now we can just get a little more... Little more trinkets, but then in 2020, podcast values insane facts because you had no foresight, Mm -hmm. right? You got caught up in the things, you got caught up in the moment. You're not thinking about what is my exit strategy in this, Mm -hmm. and how hard can we hold on to what we've created. And ultimately, in business for us, we gotta stop taking shorts. Mm. So, whether it's podcasts, whether it's music, whether it's real estate. Whatever in business, stop taking shorts. Like we have that. to have long term vision, and once you have that, you're gonna do better business. I like it because sacrificing is really the payoff.
0: Mm. Facts, I, I can dig it. Speaking of exit strategy, you created, created one of your own when you left Rock Nation with this D verse. Talk to mm-hmm. me, what is this D verse? What is a distribution company? Talk to them, yes, it is. Yes, it is.
2: So, uh, do two things. Uh, I've signed an artist. Her name is Paris Gatlin out of um, Jackson, Mississippi. Amazing, amazing uh, pop songstress. Uh, also, I offer independent artists opportunities to keep their masters and um, do licensing deals with them as well. So, uh, just being competitive in the space right now on identifying talent and giving artists an opportunity um, to live their dreams.
0: Nice. How do you find new artists? How, like, like for an example, how did you discover? Is this all social media?
2: I'm still old school with it. Like somebody gonna call me with it, and you might miss it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's how I get a lot of them, so as still, well as you know, I scrub.
1: So you still you know, pull it up on. People?
2: I still, you know, it's a lot of different um, perspectives I have on listening and searching, and just like everybody else, they have their things. A the little analytics, a little, you know, low fishing. Yo, Lil, Bubba, he might call. You know, it's it's no rhyme or reason, but being on the pulse is what's important. Now that you do have to stay youthful in, in staying connected to the music. You know, knowing what's coming out of the clubs, knowing what the kids is listening to. If you're in that in that aspect, you know, knowing what's hot on the on the performance circuit, right? Knowing what the value is of each different kind of artist and where they sit in their career. Is it time for them? Have they passed their time? You've been out for a minute, nothing has happened, you know, or you just starting, but I see that star quality in you. You just, you know, we just need to refine you and form you. So. Mm.
0: You, you decided to step away and do your own thing right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Did that have a positive or a negative impact on, on, on you running your own thing? Cause I know the pandemic was good for a lot of people, even though it was obviously bad for others. How, how did it work out for you?
2: Uh, the the pandemic was was a reckoning for me it put me in a um, place and space of a really being in tune with myself never i've never been that quiet in my life outside of being in a hospital bed an accident that nearly took my life um, which i talk about in my book on impact that's coming out um the top of 2022 uh, so what what I was able to do was, take that time, center, focus, make sure I'm aligned with my goals and my objectives. Um, and and now coming out of it, um, I feel that I'm on course.
1: Was there an influence that you based these moves off of coming into the music business, your maturation from the music business, getting into the distribution side your own artist? Was there someone out there that you saw and you were like, that's the way I want to do things. Was so is this like you moving freestyle? What would you attribute your success? What would you attribute your motivation? What would you attribute your whole process to?
2: I mean, this isn't, um, you know, it's not like uh, the, the BET awards or the Oscars. So when I say, no, you know, I owe it all to God, right? <laughs> I'm really serious. You know, like people say it so much, yeah. but it really is for me. Um, how I was able to maneuver and, and and stay in the business of music or the businesses that I'm a part of is um, I'm heavily rooted in my foundation and my conviction, right? Um, regardless of the business that you're in, people need to believe who you are. You know, like this authenticity word is, is I don't think people go to layers deep into understanding what true authenticity is. What people see from me is what you get. If I say it, I'm going to do it. Mm. And that is, is a, a big indication of the value that you bring. Because now people can trust you. Mm. They can trust what you say. They might not like what you say, but they can trust. They don't have to check up on you. You know, you're a checkbox and moving on. So how I've been able to move in this business is simply because, you know, I go hook and crook to staying consistent to my word. That's dope. Mm-hmm. That's dope.
0: What What was the motivation in leaving, uh, what seems to be a pretty cozy gig as a president of a, of a big record label, and kind of taking a risk, so to speak, and starting your own? Why, like, why, why was the time now to do that?
2: And I took risk every day of my life, right from from where where I'm from, how I move, but more importantly, um, complacency. Uh, what most people may not know about me, I've left every company at the top of my game. Prior to that, right? Um, it, it it because for me, I just my next step is always I see is my best step. When I feel that I'm at a point where I can do no more, I don't never want to be comfortable in that respect because had I stopped, I could have been, you know, it's all relative. I could have been very comfortable a decade ago at the company that I was at, right? And I wouldn't be here with you guys. Right. So it depends on what you want. I don't want to. I don't want that. That's that's not what's going to push me forward. Right. And you can't be scared. <laughs> you got to jump. <laughs> can't be scared. Right. Like when you want to win, you got to listen. It's your shot. Yeah. Pull up or guess what? You know, be a spectator. Either way, you in the building. Whatever sense. you choose to do. That makes True. sense. So
1: let me ask you then: Waking up every day as a president of Rock Nation, doing your personal business, versus waking up every day independently. Now, how are the days different? Like how are the phone calls different? How is the scheduling different? Or is it just the same thing, just new titles?
2: All right, life changes uh, from independent and corporate. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but I look at it as if it takes three years to break an artist five years to really develop a business I'm right on course on where I need to be on how to move forward. Yeah. Um, Cause you can't do both. I can't be independent and corporate in the level of what I need to commit for myself at this point. Right. So ultimately it's one or the other in, in the choices. And for me, stepping out on, on my own, gives me the opportunities, to now do things that I just can't do corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the phone calls, man, I'm on the phone all day, every day. <laughs> See, know, I'm with man. y'all, right? Like, I ain't got r- time getting you, we ain't to listen. <laughs> I'm still gonna pull up. Now listen, I'm still pulling up. Like, if you don't pick up, it. I'm pulling up. We
1: definitely appreciate <laughs> it.
0: Um, man, before we get you out of here, I know you've got some, another thing, a whole nother arm of the business on the real estate side of things. How'd you get into that, man? 100 Doors, I read. I know, that's the big. That's a big number, man. How'd you get into that?
2: Well, when um, I grew up in a five family house, my, my parents um, had an apartment and, and a home, and we lived on the top floor, which is you know we were laughing about it the other day. It was really the attic that was converted, <laughs> right? Uh, low roof. The roof might be six feet now. Seven. It's seven. It's probably seven. My pops is six. Yeah, yeah, it's probably seven feet, right? So, what I realized, my dad, who's super genius, man, like, and just an uh, amazing man with his hands and his mind, and um, looking at him with his freedom and being at the house. And my mother, she worked for the post office, so she had, um, we had our benefits and and all of those things they taken care of through through her job. And the lady who owned the house when she was moving back to Kansas, (laughs) um, gave my my parents an opportunity to purchase the house. So she held the paper. Um, She owned the house outright, holding the papers, she was the bank. Um, She held held the um, paper and gave them an opportunity to purchase the house. And what that gave um, my parents, and most importantly, my father, the latitude and the freedom to one, be with us, um, pursue what he wanted to pursue, do how he wanted to do, and um, the house paid for the bills, you know, paid for itself, and um, you know, put some put some money in in their pocket. So the light bulb went off in my head um, as as I started to uh, make money. It's like I want to be like my dad. I want to be able one day, you know, he never looked stressed, <laughs> you know, because that money was coming either way. It's coming some yeah. one way or another, and that's when I decided. When I first got into the music business, I started purchasing um a property. So my first piece of property was a condo, bought multifamilies, buildings, and I even owned the city block at one point. Damn. Um, Harford.
0: Okay. Harford, Connecticut.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hartford, uh, uh, Connecticut on Park Street. So um
1: you know, that's
2: that's that was that was the uh that was the catalyst for me. Um, realizing the freedom that real estate gave me um, from watching my father and the freedom that it gave him.
0: Nice. Uh, hey man, that's what's up, man. I told you, we spoke earlier off air. I'm, I'm. listen, we're trying to get to that level right there. <laughs> I like that. 100 I like doors. them hundred doors. I like that number. That's a smooth number. Mm-hmm. easy to roll off the tongue, hundred doors. <laughs> uh, before we get you out of here though, man, most important question of the day. Hey, what's the food like at the Rock Nation brunch? Keep it real. Just keep it a stack. I know you got the NDAs and all that stuff. What's the food like at the Rock Nation brunch, though? Is it as dope as it look?
2: That you just said, is it as dope as it looks? You've answered the question yourself, Yo. my brother. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Mm-hmm. I feel you, though. I feel you, man. Um, what anything that where can people get uh follow you and what you got going on they want to get their hands on the book when it drops they want to follow everything benny got popping where can they follow you
2: you can all my socials are benny Pew at benny pew and um my website is bennypew.com B-E-N-N-Y h.com uh, you can purchase You'll know, get an early glimpse at on impact as well as um see what i'm doing next
1: y'all go follow benny keep it cracking did we miss anything that you want to hit on? Anything that you're promoting that you want the On Deck TV podcast
2: listeners to know about? Um, that I'm coming back, man. I, I love <laughs> we it. look forward to it. We're going to make this
1: a reoccurring Spike. day, man. We yeah. have
2: Yo, Spike Lou, AB, I'm just telling y'all, yo, y'all might have to open up put me down, B. Like, listen. <laughs> Let's do it. With a little slide. Yo, I ain't playing. <laughs> I want to get in on a little guest or something. Like, yo, I like, yo, it's fly. I love what y'all doing, man. It's clean. I love it. I we love it. I love it. And I'm proud of um, you know seeing uh, young young black men really you know putting their time and commitment. It's kind of like what you asked me is you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know you guys are looking beyond you know the immediacy of of just having fun or you know being swagged out yeah. or or being overly hip hop. You're <laughs> like yo, you know what? We're creating a legacy. You know we're increasing our value. And at some point, we want to cash out. So I love what y'all doing, and you keep focused.
1: Disclaimer, that may or may not be used for promotional purposes. I <laughs> promise you that it won't be, man. But we definitely appreciate those kind of <laughs> words, man. We want you to come back. We want to have fun and build this relationship out with you, man. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you.
0: Appreciate it, man. Take it easy, Benny. Hey, mean, we are back on deck TV show. We're trying to get in the habit of saying "show." Absolutely, on deck tough. TV
1: show. This is the
0: show. We yes. take the
1: show on the road.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, that was Benny Pugh, man, former president of Rock Nation, Big Boy Jim's, great energy. Great energy.
1: It. I loved it. He was so open and, and, and available and ready to talk about his experiences, man. That's what podcasting is all about right there, having guests like that. We appreciate you, Benny.
0: Absolutely, man. Y'all check out his book um, coming later this year. Uh, make sure y'all check that out. Um, we got some wins and some losses coming to you. We do. Uh, We got an L going to Chopper City BG. He was unfortunately denied parole in his recent hearing. He is scheduled to now be released 2024 mm-hmm. instead of this year, like a lot of people had hoped.
1: BG been locked up like 14 years on a gun charge he in Kentucky right now. He was trying to get out early uh, release, but the paperwork got in too late. The judge wow, said. yeah, paperwork got in too late. They were considering him for a special release. I can't think of the name of it now, but the judge said, hey, I would have did it. It would have been
0: cool, but your lawyer fucked up, buddy. So, what? yeah who's who's who whose heads rolls after that is the lawyer so that's strictly yeah, on the yeah, lawyer is that what you're it, telling it, me
1: it's what it, that's it.
0: from what i read it seemed that way now if you're paying
1: a lawyer the heads are rolling Wait, nigga i need my money back mm-hmm. for a refund now you, yeah, i mean there are, there are steps you can take if you get fucked over in court though now, you can take a lawyer to court. The, the 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 interest that a lawyer has in doing right by you is they're gonna lose their license Ah, okay. So if, if they get enough complaints against them and shit like this where, hey, man, I paid him my money and he didn't do so this, yeah. then a, the court will bring them up for review and all of that good shit. I learned that on Better Call Saul.
0: Mm. Shout out Better Call Saul. Oh, ready for that last season. Fire. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we've got a W going to Meg The Stallion. Shout out to the Houston hottie. She is set to be on the cover of the latest Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. How many copies will you be buying? That's a big W <laughs> for the culture. Shout out to Meg.
1: Even if we've seen it on the Instagrams and doesn't all matter. the videos, it doesn't matter. Never gets old. Never gets old, man. Shout out to Meg. Man, it's a big look, right?
0: I need the hard copy, the NFT, That's the digital copy, the iPad. I all need all that. of them. Just, I need, I'm a just fan. Drop them. Fuck Don't it. Frame Sports Illustrated is still a big deal, though. Right? It may, that makes waves. That makes news. Yeah, walking in
1: saying, I am a Grammy award-winning Sports Illustrated cover gracing artist goes a long way. That's the, true. The price just went up. That's a Again.
0: Fact. Yeah. <laughs> again. No doubt, man. Now we have a, uh, this is an awkward L. Two L's, man. Yeah, to Indian Red Boy, uh, an artist out of L.A. who was shot on Instagram Live he was allegedly responsible for defacing a Nipsey mural in L.A. Some people are connecting the two. Uh, I don't know. This is a this is a very awkward L. You hate to see somebody so young. He was 21. But if what's alleged is true, mm. I, it, it, you hate to say it, you can't. You're not really surprised.
1: Play dumb games, you win dumb prizes. That's yeah. like <laughs> That's one of the best quotes that, that, in life to go by. And, yep. like, I, I, I'm i not dismissing this young man's death. This young man lost his life. Uh, but a lot of times you get caught up, people get caught up in social media stuff and think that they'll get a bigger return like on trolling. the stuff that they do. Yeah, and the return ain't worth the risk.
0: No, nah, it's not. And, I, but was, what's interesting, though, is that, and, you know, there's YouTube videos and shit, man, people doing their own investigations and all that. But the person who did the mural, who do, who defaced it, there's a video of that, and they, they left a tag. <laughs> And it wasn't dude, though. It was the person, ironically, the person he was talking to on Instagram Oh wow! when he got shot.
1: So he knows him. So yeah. So they're checks.
0: cool. Exactly. Yeah. So they they know each other. I mean. So who knows?
1: Can't play around like that, man.
0: Yeah, no. Nah, it, hey, listen. Just leave the Nipsey stuff alone Stop. in LA, y'all. Stop. People just chill, chill
1: out. out. Like, whenever you get a chance and want to go down a rabbit hole, look at the backlash of what happened behind the Nipsey shit. And the yep. People that got shot and shit. Yeah. That's nice. No, it's deeper than rap. Facts.
0: Um, we have an on-decker of the week. We are going to iTunes. When was the last time we did that? Appreciate it. Man, listen, we have a comment. First of all, five stars. Thank mm. you. Uh, it says, Hidden Jim, one of the best and informative podcasts about hip-hop. Glad I started listening recently. Appreciate it. They didn't leave a name, but we'll appreciate, appreciate that. The name was incredibly fun and addicting. I don't know if that's us or them, but shout-out oh, wow. to them. <laughs> I'll take it. All day and <laughs> twice on Sundays. Uh, you got you got something to put me on, man? I need something too. Give me something good. Uh, book or TV show? Which would you prefer? I'll uh, give me the book.
1: Man. I need a good book. Do you watch 60 Minutes? Every once in a while. The Is guy it? on 60 Minutes yesterday, man. Was, Ed Bradley? No, his uh-huh. name was <laughs> Colson Whitehead. Okay. And he wrote a book called The Nickel Boys that uh, this one didn't win the Pulitzer Prize. He wrote also The Underground, the new show that came out on WGN? Show, uh, yeah, whatever show about the Underground Railroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based off his book. He won the Pulitzer Prize for that book being Book of the Year. Okay. But that's not the put on. The put on is his other book called The Nickel Boys. It's based in the Jim Crow South. It's almost like the movie Life. Okay. But they're young teenage kids. Just started listening to Audible Fire. Uh, he's a really good author, uh, so the name of it is called The Nickel Boys. But you don't like movies like that, though. Do not like movies like that. Like the book, though. I definitely the, like the So book is a true story? story? This is not a true story. Ah, okay, no, gotcha. No, it's not a true story. Gotcha, gotcha,
0: story. gotcha.
1: I, like, I, the Underground Railroad book, like you said, I don't really want <laughs> to hear <laughs> They said it's great. You don't want to hear your real history. No, nah, <laughs> they said it's great. I just don't want to start there. I would prefer doing another one. I got, I got another put on about the Underground Railroad and, and its existence, but that's another story. Uh, a TV show, though, something lighter than that, if okay. you're looking, his Counterpart with J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he body uh, in that shit, too. Did well, he played that? two different people. Oh. Yeah, I've seen
0: it. I've seen season one. You ain't seen season one? You're fell the second off, person bro. that told me that. I fell off and strong. It really? fell off strong.
1: <laughs> you watch all of season one, right? Yeah. And you left and Dipped. didn't watch season two with the cliffhanger? Didn't come back. That's nuts. That's nice. He bodying that shit, whole though. Se- he body did the whole season one. Based like th- I have to see season two based off how you don't remember how it ended, do you? I don't, no. I know. I knew it. You don't know. Like, if you remember how
0: it ended, you want to see season two. Big skip. You want to see season two. Um, I have a put on. We're going to YouTube. Mm. Shout out to Migos. The executive produced a documentary called Ice Cold, the untold story of hip-hop jewelry. I watched it over the weekend. Very well put together. It's split up into four parts, about 15 minutes a piece. Very easy watch. Shout out to QC, shout out to P, shout out to Coach K. They executive produced it. Very, very dope. It showed it from all different perspectives, from the artists, the history, the jewelers. It's very dope, man. I, I was mm. thoroughly impressed. They put that together, man. Uh, shout out to, it's Ice Cold. It's on YouTube right now. It's a YouTube original.
1: Definitely checking that out. As soon as I get home.
0: You a jewelry person?
1: No. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm not a jewelry person, but this shit interesting as fuck, though. I'm not a a big, gaudy jewelry person. I like jewelry, but I I don't like a lot of it. You want rings and four-finger rings and shit? Nah, I'm good. (laughs) I ain't getting the the spike glue on my, like, spelt out across (laughs) my palms at all. I tell you what, though, the best podcast you're not listening to is at No Ceilings, Glasses Malone. You've been talking about that for three oh, weeks in a row. God. The best podcast that you guys probably aren't listening to is that one. Glasses is a beast, man. Now nah, he's good. Glasses is a beast. And also the Vince Staples album. I meant to tell people. That's the best album of the year so far. No, nah, my On that, that note, it's better than I only thing it might be not better than is that 42 dub.
0: Oh my God.
1: I'm telling you I'm <laughs> that 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 Vince Staples is banging. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. That shit's fire. Every new listener we just had left. God, that Well, they don't like Vince Staples? <laughs> Sayonara. They sucky. don't like cold takes. Sayonara. Fuck. That's the hell money you're easy. The 42 Doug is not. That's in the conversation for me. But the Vince Staples, you can't deny. I can understand you hating on Doug. <laughs> Cause you ain't in his lane, but the Vince Staples undeniable. That Vince Staples bang. That's though. undeniable. That's That's twenty-two minutes of fire. That's quick though. That's not even a Madden half. I do. It, <laughs> you have to be a certain long to get to get considered for album Money and shit. They got to be a certain length. Don't
0: it's it? long enough though, Paul. Is it? Yeah, no, yeah. Twenty-two minutes? Yeah. You sure. That's longer than the EP. How many songs? It's like ten. Yeah, it is like ten songs, but half of them skits. That's true. It might not be that considered. Man, check that Vince Staples. Might be excluded. Actually, Sorry, Vince. Good. Let's get at the end of The voicemail That was hard Oh man that shit fire That was hard Hey man another episode In the books Another interview in the books Be on the lookout man We're gonna look to talk To a whole lot more Influential people In this rap game We appreciate the feedback That we got from Um Uh Oubre, Chad. Well, definitely appreciate the feedback, all of that. Let us know who y'all want us to interview. If there are
1: names that you want to see on the On Deck TV podcast, just shoot it to us. Leave it in the comments. Get in contact the way you know how to get in contact with us because we're definitely open to hear it and going to go through the proper channels to get them on here and get you guys what you want from the On Deck TV
0: show. There it is, man. And on that note, we out.